0: Ah, so there's the New Orleans Saints offense that we've all been expecting. We got all of that and a little bit of land you have for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are locked on Saints. Your daily New Orleans Saints podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is good, Hootah Nation and Hootah family, welcome into to another episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Day, thank you so much. As always, make it locked on Saints. Your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget, you can subscribe and follow always for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts, so you never miss the latest episodes. And of course, I am your host, Ross Jackson at Ross Jackson Nola on your favorite social media. Your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the Media Saints News Network. Tuesdays on the Locked On NFL podcast, here with you every single Monday through Friday, and then some unlocked. On Saints. And of course, you can always, always, always become a Locked On Saints insider by heading over to joinsubtext.com today to join a community I would love for you to be a part of. On today's episode of Locked On Saints, we are here at Lucas Oil Stadium, the New Orleans Saints ripping off the big win that they have needed so badly over the course of this offseason and showed you, or over the course of the season so far, and finally showed you a little bit of the offensive production that they knew and said they could always be. So we're going to be take a look at some of the things the Saints can still clean up, right? Still some things to, to, to be able to move forward from clean up penalties, things like that. We're going to highlight all that. Uh, we're also going to ask the question, can the New Orleans Saints continue to win like this? Like if they did this, okay, scoring on offense, driving, doing all the things that we saw them do, cashing in the red zone, but then kind of being a little bit, you know, looser than we're used to seeing them over on defense, could they still win games? But first, You need The Saints offense showed up as big as it needed to today. This was exactly, exactly the performance that we have been waiting for from this team with all of this talent. With Derek Carr now at quarterback, with Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Jaheed. I know everything wasn't perfect. It's never going to always be perfect. But this was about as close to a perfect performance by the New Orleans Saints offense that we have seen since Sean Payton was in town. This was the statement win that the New Orleans Saints needed. They did so by going 6 of 12 on third down. They did so by going 3 of 4 in the red zone. Technically, I'd call it 4 of 5 because Taysom Hill had his 20-yard run. But the thing that I thought that stood out the most to me... Oh, 511 all, uh, total yards doesn't hurt either. Um, but the thing that I loved, and I have like notes here that show everything that I was writing down throughout the game that the Saints did that was either new or that should have been in the offense all together throughout the season. And I also wrote down some things that I want to start with, which are things that the New Orleans Saints did to put their playmakers in position to make plays. Remember, that's a big thing that we've talked about. And we knew that if the Saints simplified the offensive play calls a little bit to where you have maybe fewer play calls for bigger situations, all of that, that you can learn to play your the songs that you know really well a lot better and a lot more efficiency and a lot more often, which was huge for this New Orleans Saints team, and particularly over on the offensive side of the football. So let's take a look here at some of those things, okay? Let's start with Jamal Williams. No, actually, let's start with Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas targeted on a couple of slants, targeted over the middle of the field, the big post route on a big 30 plus yard catch that he had in this game, absolutely outstanding, putting him in position to extend drives and to make plays. Let's look now at Chris Olave. I know Chris Olave had the the doink off of the helmet and everything like that but even if you just look at what they asked him to do throughout this game when you see the um what he was doing as a player coming back to the football right finding holes in the zone targeting him downfield all of those things great put him in position to make the plays. even if he doesn't make the plays, put him in position to get it done Rashid Shahid three catches for 153 yards and a touchdown the guy's got six 40-plus yard plays already on the season through eight games. He's almost got a 40-yard play in each game so far this year. He had three of them just today. Averaged 51 yards per catch. Absolutely outstanding. Put him in position to make plays. And not only did you see him make the play to where you know he got the the big deep pass and all of that down the field, but you also saw later on the 44-yard catch that he made fighting with Kenny Moore to get that. It was originally called an interception and then flip back to it to being a reception. Huge, huge. And now we've seen Rashid Jaheed add this to his game, go up and get it type play. Alvin Kamara running a uh an option route for a touchdown. Hello. What is this 2018? We've been waiting to see that back in this New Orleans State's offense for it feels like three years now. That was huge for him. To be able to get that. And we saw them run the ball in the red zone as well. Put your p- playmakers in position to make plays. Juwan Johnson, they didn't connect on it, but they almost got it on that seam route in the end zone over here to where, um, you know, Derek Carr put it like at about helmet height. We've seen Juwan Johnson make that play before. Wasn't able to come up with it here, but what'd you do? You put him in position to make a play. These are the things that the New Orleans Saints offense have needed to do all season. And let me not leave out Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill with a couple of big runs. He had the 21-yard run where he okie doped a couple guys. Sorry, that did not sound like a good sound. And we're always hood ready here on Locked on Saints. Uh, we also had him, of course, with the Colin Saunders lead block, the binky package, if you will. You love seeing it. You love seeing all this. So was it perfect? No, it wasn't perfect. But was this exactly what you wanted to see from the New Orleans Saints? Absolutely. And the thing that I love that they did so well in this game, especially on offense, is that they put their playmakers in position to make plays. And then those playmakers went up and made those plays. I also like the fact that we saw them go up tempo early. And we also saw them do it often. We saw them go on the first throw of the game, that back shoulder pass to Michael Thomas. You love seeing the back shoulder placement. Derek Carr really needs to figure out how to throw to a slant. That's one of the big things that we'd like to see from him uh, going through. But once he gets that, then you're going to see even more of these slants to Michael Thomas. He had one of them that was put kind of up and high and behind. And Michael Thomas also slipped on that play. So it could be a combination of those two things. But even still, having that uh and then you saw a slant later on that was kind of thrown behind him so they really need to kind of figure out what that is where that placement needs to be and how to get that route down but man if they do then all of a sudden you get to a whole situation uh going on see i got somebody in the chat right now asking is it fireworks or is it gunshots so they're dropping they're like laying down stuff on the field so when you hear stuff like that, it's them literally dropping. But if you see me drop to the floor, it's because I grew up in the hood. That's all. Don't worry about me. I'll be fine. Um, So I love what the New Orleans Saints have done so far here throughout this game. And now we just want to see if they can answer the big question. Can they replicate it moving forward? You have a winnable game against the Chicago Bears next week. You have an even more winnable game now against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota in just a couple of weeks. Kirk Cousins going down with an Achilles injury. So he's done for the year, which stinks because he was having an awesome season so far. So... The Saints have winnable games ahead of them, and you need to see them now not do what they've done over the course of the past two years, which is show up and produce, and then fall off. Show up and win, and then lose two in a row. So we need to see if the Saints can string together two, three wins here before they get to the bye week. If they could do that, Right now, they're tied for the top of the NFC South with the Atlanta Falcons. That's going to be huge for them if they can get all of these. So, all right, coming up next, we are going to be taking a look at whether or not the New Orleans Saints can win doing what they did today. Got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. And today's episode of Locked On Saints, brought to you by our friends over at eBay Motors. Our friends over at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy football host Vinny Iyer to bring you the, la- the fantasy football picks and the best fantasy football advice you're going to get all year, all season long. So whether you're prepping for your daily draft or maybe you're scouring that free agency pool to see if you can pull somebody to help you out on your roster, we're going to be giving you the players that are a guaranteed fit for your roster each and every week. And this week, let's take a look at who Vinny Iyer chose as this week's eBay's guaranteed He'd fit fantasy pick of the week. And we're going to talk about a guy that almost ended up in New Orleans. Browns running back, Kareem Hunt, has been uh, back on the team, back in Cleveland, and he's now in a situation here to where he's learned that he what he can do with Nick Chubb, kind of figuring things out. And the Browns need to win with their running game and with their defense because the passing game has not been very reliable. So as it goes into that matchup where you could potentially get some good stuff out of him in Week 9, the Browns are going to be at home up against the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, and they have a wittle defense there that has not been good against the run. Kareem Hunt is absolutely somebody that makes a ton of sense. Positive energy getting him back into the lineup and making sure that he can stick in there and make some of these plays. So he's got a good chance to put together a big game for the Cleveland Browns. Vinny Iyer Fantasy Football is going to help you win your fantasy football championship. And eBay Motors knows that a championship team is all about every player being the perfect fit and the same goes for your vehicle. With over 122 parts, 122 million parts for your number one ride or or die, you're gonna be able to make sure that your ride runs smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever it is that your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. And at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive over at eBayMotors.com. eBay Guaranteed Fit available only to US customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Go and check them out today. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate everybody for being here live or catching the show later. We got about two hundo in the chat. Appreciate you very much for being here. So let's take a look now at what the New Orleans Saints are trying to be moving forward. Can they win by replicating the process that they showed or the productivity, excuse me, the production that they showed in this game. Appreciate you as always. Make it Locked on Saints your first listen of the day, every day, and for being an everydayer here on Locked on Saints. So, can the New Orleans Saints win by doing exactly what they did today? Which doesn't necessarily mean like scoring 38 points, but producing on offense, moving the ball well, stringing together big drives, scoring when they get into the red zone, and extending drives on third down, but Maybe not necessarily being their usual defensive self. Now, look, Indianapolis scored on one touchdown that I'm still not even sure how the ball even got to the tight end. In the back of the end zone, Lonnie Johnson, as well as uh, Jordan Howden right there about to make a play but weren't able to necessarily get the play made so those were all big but I do think that this New Orleans Saints team has found a formula with which it can win we've seen this oftentimes with the New Orleans Saints sometimes where you'll see them you know win a game because the defense is playing incredibly well but the offense is struggling other times we've seen the offense perform extremely well but then we see the defense struggle and then they end up losing games right so instead of seeing you know, like looking at this team right now and seeing a team that is performing well on one side of the ball but then coming up short on the other side of the ball and it costing them games, they found a way today to not only perform extremely well over on offense, but also find a way to, to kind of weather the storm, to manage adversity, to perform against adversity on the defensive side. And I thought that that was big for them. So my answer to the question, can the Saints win by doing what they did today here against the Indianapolis Colts for the rest of the season? The answer is yes. Now, does that mean that they're going to win out for the next nine games? Probably not, right? We all know that. But when it comes down to putting together a formula that will put them in position to win, this is a formula that will put them in position to win. I think that it's the microcosm. It's the nuance. It's the small things that the saints did super, super well today that ended up winning them this game. It wasn't that they, you know, put up 500 yards in total offense. They put up 500 yards in total offense because the offense worked because they were consistent because they were, um, The 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 communication, the cohesion was there. Everyone was on the same page. They were executing. Those are the things that led to this victory, not just the scoreboard, not just the yardage, not just what they did on the field. It's how they got there in the first place. So I applaud the New Orleans Saints for the adjustments that they made over on the offensive side. Of course, as I mentioned before, we want to see them get better. And we want to see them maintain this level of offense. And there's still things that they need to fix. We mentioned the penalties. We're going to be highlighting some of the other stuff. Chris Olave, you know, the concentration issues, things like that. Like there's some stuff there to really look at here, but they're all things that are fixable and diagnosable. Like if the New Orleans Saints were able to come out here and do this, when they've looked like what they've looked like so far this year, then clearly they have found a way to address some of their bigger issues. Now they can get to a little bit more of the minutia. Over on the defensive side, what we saw was a lot of getting gashed in the run game. That second drive was one that Cam Jordan highlighted, said that they got gashed in the run game there. You had the big run by Jonathan Taylor. You had another big 40-plus yard run by Zach Moss. But outside of those big runs, the Saints' run defense actually wasn't too terrible. Now, there was a run that went for maybe about... 7, 8, 9, 10 yards, and there were about 7, 8, 9, 10 missed tackles on that run play. So you want to see the tackling get better and all these other things. But if the Saints are putting themselves in position to where they're still getting the ball back to their offense in pivotal moments, and the offense is cashing in on those opportunities, then that's going to put the New Orleans Saints in uh, in every position that they need to be able to win games moving forward. I will tell you this I feel better about the New Orleans Saints after a 38 to 27. That was one of the loudest sounds I've ever heard in my entire life. Uh, the, I think that the, I feel better about where the New Orleans Saints are right now after a 38 to 27 victory than I did after a 34 0 shutout against the New England Patriots. Because not only did we see them perform extremely well in this game, we saw them manage adversity, we saw them weather storms, like I mentioned as well, and we saw the special team side of this. This all come together as well. Lou Headley, who struggled so far throughout this season, had a fantastic punt that ended up getting downed at the two-yard line. They ended up being able to move that out of that, you know, uh, up against the end zone and the Colts being able to get from their backs being pinned against the wall. But you still put them in that position, which is something that we haven't seen them be able to do very consistently so far this season. We've seen a lot of those issues so far for the Saints. So I, I do think that if the Saints can replicate this, like if they use this game and say, OK, there's the standard, not only can they win games as this was, especially considering the opponents that they have throughout the rest of the season, but if they also continue to improve which they have absolute space to do in terms of like what's what that kind of headroom is that's still there for them, then this is a team that gets even better down the stretch and finds ways to utilize guys and all that. I love what we saw for New Orleans today. I love the tendency breakers. There was a, a, a tendency that was going on all throughout the game. You might've caught it because we've talked about it here on the show before. And we've talked about it like all week is that when Lynn Bowden's on the field, the Saints tend to run. In this game, the Saints had a couple of opportunities to where they would go out there and Lynn Bowden was there and they would run the football. And not only did they do that over and over again, but then they flipped it on its head and then they went deep to Rashid Shahid down the field, you know, downfield, for instance, and things like that. So you saw them create tendencies and break tendencies all in a game, which is really, really good. Because if you're not breaking the tendencies and they just become tells, they just become, you know, flat out giveaways in terms of what it is that you're wanting to do over on the offensive side. So it was great to see them set things up and then tear those expectations down up against the Indianapolis Colts. I also love that we got to see A.T. Perry for a game, Okay. A.T. Perry was up in this one. Uh, Jimmy Graham, uh, Keith Kirkwood, they were both down for this one, but Juwan Johnson was up. So. What we saw from A.T. Perry was a, you know, not a lot of responsibility, a very small role and all that, but good to see him getting in that action and being out there. I asked Derek Carr about A.T. Perry. He said he believes very, very much in A.T. Perry and thinks that he's an incredible player and all the things that he can do. But he thinks very, very highly of A.T. So it was great to just see him getting back into the mix. It was great to see the New Orleans Saints getting him out on the field, which was absolutely huge uh, in this one. I don't have a tie today. Somebody asked about my tie. I don't have a tie today. I forgot one. I have a running list of things that I forget every single week. There's a running list, uh, and I added tie to the list today. So thanks for that question though. Um, all right. Let's take a, let's take a look next at what the New Orleans Saints can do to be even better going into the coming weeks. And I think really the thing that it all starts with is getting right with Chris Olave. And then the next thing is, of course, eliminating the self-inflicted wounds we got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of locked on saints but a Locked on podcast network your team every day and today's episode of Locked on Saints brought to you by our friends over at DoorDash. I have raved and raved and raved about DoorDash on this show over and over again. And I'm going to, I'm going to do it again because they're awesome. The other night, um, I ordered from Trill cheesesteaks. I'm still thinking about that cheesesteak. That cheesesteak was so good that I messed up the intro that night because I was still thinking about the cheesecake. And so when I get back home, one of the first things that I'm going to do immediately is order one. And we're going to do that through our friends over at DoorDash. We make sure that you have everything that it is that you're looking for, all kinds of cuisine, all kinds of local spots for you. To- to continue to support and shop local as well. And I'm going to make it a little bit easier on you cuz I want you to do this today. I'm going to give you I'm going to help you get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and use the promo code LOCKED23 subject to change terms apply once again that is promo code LOCKED23, 23, L-O-C-K-E-D 23 for 50% off up to $10 when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Download the DoorDash app today. Use that promo code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Let's get it. Who that Asian? wrap it up today's episode of Locked on Saints. We're taking a look at some of the things that the Saints can still improve upon. So can the New Orleans Saints win playing like they played today? Absolutely, absolutely. Like if this became the... Flat standard for, let's say, seven out of the Saints' last nine games. That's going to be a lot of wins, right? It's going to be a lot of wins in those games. Um, But they also have room to improve. So if the Saints can raise their bar just a little bit and get some things out of their way, it could go a very long way for the rest of the season. Now, I will tell you this. No team likes to be that team that's like, well, you know, we're still a game in. We're still a game behind. Like, we're right there, blah, blah. No, no team likes to be that team. So I'm not going to put too much stock in that, but I do want to say the New Orleans Saints are now four and four and tied atop the NFC South. Technically, technically, uh, after Will Levis just went off on the Atlanta Falcons, the Atlanta Falcons still hold first place, but they do so because they have a better division record than New Orleans who lost to Tampa Bay, but won against, um, One against the Carolina Panthers early on in the season. So, by looking at that, every bit of motivation is there. Like, this team is still very much in it. And if they can do this every game moving forward, or most of the games moving forward, they'll be fine. But let's talk about some ways that they can improve. Let's look at penalties. Penalties are a big one for me. um, And I've got a couple of specifics about that. But just in terms of, like, overall numbers when it comes to penalties. The Saints are penalized in this game. Um eight times for 73 yards versus six times for 30 yards over on the Indianapolis Colts side. But it's not just the yardage. It's not just the number of penalties. It's the situations that those penalties created. So let's talk about this. You had a holding and pass interference penalty. So the holding penalty was declined. The pass interference penalty was was accepted. Um, on a big play downfield, Marshawn Lattimore uh, on a flea flicker, that ended up giving them 28 yards on that play and then ended up allowing them to You know, get some points off of that by the end of the drive. Then we saw this curious situation where you had a fourth and one. The Indianapolis Colts offense comes out. They try to draw the Saints offsides. They can't. So then they take the false start penalty, go back five yards. They bring the field goal unit out. When they bring the field goal unit out, they make the field goal. However, Brian Brzee, for I believe the third time this season, lined up immediately over the center. That's illegal. It's an illegal formation. You can't do that. And then they end up being moved up to a fourth and one. And for whatever reason, the Colts went, you know what? We like this fourth and one better than we like that fourth and one. So let's go for it. And it worked out because then they got a touchdown out of it. So that opened up an opportunity for seven plays. There are seven points there. And then you had a uh tackle for a loss, Carl Granderson, uh face mask penalty that would have forced a third down that then gave them a fresh set of downs and then opened up the path for the Indianapolis Colts to get into the end zone. So you can see 17 points off of those penalties. Uh, you saw the turnover on the sack fumble. Gotta, gotta not have that happen. Um, but those are the moments that I think you can get better. Those are the things that I think you can, you can clean up. The other thing that I think you really want to see is on the offensive side, helping Chris Olave get settled in. Do I think that Chris Olave played poorly today? Absolutely not. Do I think that he should have had a better day than he had? Absolutely. He would tell you that too. Um, he had a wide open touchdown. Wide open touchdown. That I think the timing really just got off between he and and Derek Carr for that one. I think Derek threw the ball earlier than maybe that 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 timing was, but not to Derek Carr's fault. It's just that the the route was wide open, so take it, take it when when it's there. Don't wait on it. So I'd rather see that happen than waiting on it and not getting it. You know what I mean? Uh, but Chris Olave turns around, he looks for the ball, it hits him in the helmet, all those other things. Always embarrassing looking like when that kind of stuff happens, but. I think that if you can get that reeled in, get that connection going and stuff like that, then you'll see a little bit more from this offense. Um, I think Chris Olave has a little bit of uh kind of settling in to do right now. He's had a tumultuous couple of weeks. If he can settle in and be the asset that he is to this team, it's going to go a long way for him. Even without getting that, he still had five catches for 46 yards, including some big catches, right? A couple of big first downs, six of that had a 15-yard catch, all that. I'm not pushing the panic button on Chris Olave. He's a young player. He's a young man, all of that. There's a lot to learn how to navigate and manage in the NFL, especially when you're getting a lot of heat and a lot of scrutiny. I think once he settles that in and settles that down, he'll get there and he's got the right leaders around him uh, to help that happen too. But you need to see it. You, you got to see it. Uh, another thing that I think you would like to see more or improve for this New Orleans Saints team is going to be the run game, right? Um... You had a 42 yard run by Jonathan Taylor. You had a 41 yard run by Zach Moss. 164 total rushing yards allowed. But the thing that I liked about it is that if you take those big plays out, then really I thought the Saints performed pretty well. You take uh, the 42 yards out of um, Jonathan Taylor's 96 yard total. He's sitting at 50, what, 54 yards on 11 carries? Is it perfect? No. Is it terrible? Not at all. Uh, getting a little bit darker in here, but I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna be wrapping up here soon anyway, so we're just gonna keep rolling. Um, the other thing is, you know, you take that 41 yard run out of Zach Moss's total, and then you're looking at 10 rushes for 22 yards, 2.2 yards per carry. So I think that the big runs kind of skew a little bit of what that looked like, but I do think they were still on the run game getting gashed a little bit early, so you'd like to see that get cleaned up so that they can, you know, clean up and be that dominating run team that you're used to seeing, uh, over on the defensive side. So I do think that there are things to clean up if you're the New Orleans Saints. Do I think at all that the New Orleans Saints are in a situation to where if they like did this and still struggle with some of those things, they'll never win a game. No, I I don't anymore. Um, But we have to see this be consistent moving forward. That's going to be the biggest part of all this. Can the New Orleans Saints take what they did in this game and replicate it moving forward so that we don't see kind of the roller coaster of the New Orleans Saints that we saw last year? Saints have a big game this coming weekend against the uh, Cleveland Browns, against the Chicago Bears. Will it be Justin Fields? Will it not be Justin Fields? DJ Moore has been a big-time issue for the New Orleans Saints in the past. He's going to be out there. So how will the Saints continue to do this. If they can pull this together again, the Saints are going to be in a fantastic, fantastic spot by the time that we're getting into the bye week and then that team's ready to come out of the bye week against the actual rivals in the NFC South, the Atlanta Falcons. But I will tell you this. I feel very good about what we saw from the New Orleans Saints today. Will I tell you that I feel good about the New Orleans Saints as a whole? No, because we still have to figure out exactly who they are. But is this an example of them being on the right track? 100%. Yes. And for me, there's no arguing that. This is what the New Orleans States needed to show. They did it. I'm going to give them their flowers for doing it, but I'm going to hold off some flowers. I ain't going to give them the good flowers. I'm going to give them the Win dixie flowers for today. But then maybe, maybe we'll start talking edible arrangements. Maybe we'll start talking, you know, 1-800-Flowers. Like maybe we'll get to that later on. So that's what I'm really looking forward to. All right. I will see y'all again. Very soon, uh, this is going to be the Monday morning episode slash Sunday night episode. I'll get another episode out Monday evening as we continue to dive deeper into this. And then we're off and running, getting ready for our week in our usual capacity. But I thank the 300 people that are here right now watching and that made it all the way through the show. I really appreciate you so much, and I thank you as well for checking out the show after the fact. Also, thank you so much as always for making us your first listen of the day, every day here on the Locked On Saints podcast. And I appreciate you very, very much for making us a Part of your day, part of your routine, for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, please say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on your favorite social media at Ross Jackson N O L A. Hit me up. Let me know the family's doing. How and let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're momming them. And trust you that nation, I'll holler at you.